hello and welcome back to Grazia's Life Advice Podcast. I hope you're having a great day. In this episode, we hear some thoughtful advice from a British musician who is about to release her eagerly awaited new album. Hey, I'm Foxes and I'm on this week's Grazia Life Advice Podcast. Foxes, also known as Louisa Allen, chats about taking on a stage persona, the music industry and sometimes being caught off guard went onto the stage to accept the Grammy with chewing gum in my mouth because <laughs> uh, I just didn't think we were going to get it. I had no speech prepared. And she tells us about how to spot red flags in new relationships, advice she is still working on herself. I think when I sent it through, I, I put it in capitals <laughs> in the email. <laughs> I think I was talking to myself a bit there. Finally, she tells us about getting a bit carried away on tour with Coldplay. We definitely don't recommend doing this at home, and neither does Foxes. It was this really high wooden building thing you had to climb, and then you basically get to the top and you just jump off. What? Onto what, though? A bouncy castle. No. We talk about all that, as well as some extreme breathing techniques, looking after your mental health, and friends who will tell you when you're wearing a terrible outfit. Hi, Lou. Thank you so much for being the guest on today's Grazia Life Advice podcast. It's really nice to meet you. It's lovely to meet you. How are you? What are you up to at the moment? Um, I'm good. I am currently uh, in rehearsals for a tour that I've got coming up, which is very exciting. Cool. Is it, when you perform, is it quite like dancey? Are you sort of putting on a big show or are you more rehearsing like the vocals? Um, a bit of both. We actually haven't been able to go into rehearsal rooms because of COVID and um, one of my band members got COVID. So there's been a little bit of me kind of dancing in my own kitchen, actually, um, right. to my own music, which just seems completely crazy. But um <laughs> I've had to find a way to rehearse um, <laughs> through these mad times. Yeah. Is it going to feel but, good to be performing again? Oh, yeah. It's going to be incredible. It's been, I think it's been five years since wow. since I was actually able to be on a stage and, yeah. and, and connect and sing to people. Is it easy to, is it like riding a bike? Like you can just switch back into that side of yourself or does it take a bit of time to kind of find that Sasha Fierce in you again it's funny because it is a bit like that I do think it's it is installed in in me I I think because I did you know a solid I guess seven years of touring so it's always kind of in there the nerves and the excitement like before I go on stage I'll be like extremely nervous but then it kind of gets replaced with adrenaline and excitement. So you kind of just go for it. That's what I usually find. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, I do. I think I do change when I go on stage. And yeah. It's, I mean, it's odd. Of course, you must have to kind of become this persona, I suppose. Like, otherwise, you're not giving audiences like what they want, right? Yeah, it's mad. Because I'm actually quite an introverted person. And then... A few people have said to me, when you get on stage, it's like you are just like a different person. It's yeah. really, 
I think something kind of takes over. I think there's like um, different side to me. Yeah, it would be so fun to get back on stage and reconnect with that side of you, I'm sure. Um, We are here to talk about your life advice, which is very exciting. And um, your first piece of advice is that you're the writer, the director and the main character of your own life. Can you tell me a bit about this and what it means to you? Yeah, it's quite a big one. Um, (laughs) It sounds very confident, but when I was given this advice, I I wasn't confident at all. I I've had I've had quite a few therapists in in my time, and um, I remember when I was a lot younger, I had one therapist that we'd we'd finished this session, and I'd been crying, and I don't know what I was crying about probably lots of things um I was going through you know a bit of anxiety depression and things like that and at the end of the session she just said to me you know you're the author of your own life you're the writer the director and the main character and you need to take charge and you need to take responsibility because you know if you look at your life and you know and you you sort of see it as something that's kind of you want to be proud of and you know you almost want to look back at like a movie and know that you did things that you you know you pushed yourself and you kind of like challenged yourself Mm. so it kind of woke me up a bit actually I sort of thought well hang on a minute I'm not here for anyone else um I'm actually here for for me essentially and you know of of course other people but Mm. it's my responsibility to take charge of my life yeah yeah so that was a a funny one Um, yeah because I think it can be easy to feel that things are just happening to you sometimes and like you don't have a sense of agency over your life and to remember that you can sometimes you can't change your circumstances but you can change how you respond to them right absolutely yeah you can change your perception Mm. I think that's a good one of how you see things someone said that to me recently actually about you know negative talk and things like that and things we say to ourselves and that does come into it because the way we perceive things are you know the way that we're we're living not to get to um (laughs) self-help book (laughs) vibes but um Yeah. yeah I think it's not always easy either. It's not always easy to be positive, but um, I think perception, having a more positive perception of things that happen to you is a good, is a good uh, yeah, way Yeah, I of totally living. agree. Yeah. And your second piece of advice is don't stand in your own way with your career. What did this mean to you and have you stood in, felt that you've stood in your own way at times? Mm, I definitely have. This was maybe self-advice. This was something I learned quite recently. When I was younger, definitely, I think, well, I know I let a lot of insecurities, comparing myself to other people, get in the way, or worrying about what people think of me. That was a big right. one. You know, get in the way of things. You know, I would um, maybe turn things down or I wouldn't show my face as much. I wouldn't put myself out there or mm. challenge myself because I felt that, you know, it wasn't good enough. Um, and, and really that is standing in the way. That's um, mm. when I look back, I'm like, oh, that was really silly. Why did I stand in the way of my mm-hmm. own 
well-being and success yeah because you you became quite successful quite early on in your career um and then so it's interesting for me to hear you sort of set express that vulnerability and like say that you turned things down you didn't want to show your face and stuff because obviously from the outside it looks like you've had this kind of brilliant career trajectory but I imagine once you're in a job that does involve performing and putting yourself out there the self-comparison must just be like crippling sometimes because there's just so Mm. many amazing musical artists and Mm. I suppose you're just like where do I fit in completely um I'm I'm so grateful of um all the opportunities and the things that I've done and that I've but I do look back and I go, how did I do that? I'm so like, I'm actually quite quiet. And yeah. I'm, you know, like a lot of people, I, I struggle with anxiety and, and insecurity. And, you know, I didn't even like looking at myself in the mirror when I was younger, things like that. Um, wow. And, and, and then, then you're on an album cover or a yeah. magazine. I mean, I wrote my first album in a bedroom. I didn't think I would sign a record deal and I did. I think with the kind of career that I've had, you do need a certain level of of being an extrovert and wanting mm. to see yourself in the limelight and things like that. And yeah, I actually struggled with a lot of that. I found that I found that part hard. Yeah. Can you remember? Is there one thing that, like you were saying, you look back and you can't believe you managed to do that? Is there anything that a particular performance or a event or something that really stands out in your mind as being like, wow, I how did I do that at the time? Probably, I mean, a lot, actually. I think there was a lot I said yes to that at the time I was internally shaking and very, very scared. Yeah. Um, but I did it. The Grammys, probably, wow. I look back and I think what, you know, I went up and first off, I did not think we were going to get that award. That was one of the strangest, most incredible things ever. But I hadn't even released an album myself, so I, it was a feature. So I, that's definitely one. I look back at and I went onto the stage to accept the Grammy with chewing gum in my mouth because <laughs> uh, I just didn't think we were going to get it. I had no speech prepared because um, the the artist I was with, Zed, he taught, he spoke first, thank God. And, <laughs> then, um, and then I blurted out just, thanks mum and um, I know in front of all these incredible artists and then I just don't know what I said and I just can't to this day can't look back at that um, really speech yeah I'm like <laughs> that was one I kind of think oh wow what <laughs> amazing is that real <laughs> yeah for sure can you tell me what your third piece of advice is So third piece of advice is listen to your friends because they can see things that you don't see yourself. Mm. Friends are so important. Uh, I just, it's very obvious that they are, but you know, they really will, if you've got the right friends, they really will stick with you for life. And Mm. you know, they're um, essentially family. And uh, the advice that they have given me has been incredible and haven't always listened. I look back now and I'm like, oh, the friend that, you know, the real friends that have told me things. I'm yeah. like, why did I not listen? From Can you like, think of an example? Well, you a lot of the time, you know, they'll see, say, if you're going out with a boyfriend that isn't quite right or, yeah. 
you know, maybe maybe doesn't treat your friends quite right or even you. Mm. Um, I've had friends tell me that, you know, in in maybe in toxic relationships, if someone's maybe not treating me right, they'll they've kind of taken me to the side and sort of said, probably shouldn't they shouldn't have yeah. said that to you. That's good that they say it. Yeah, I think sometimes friends can feel like, oh, you know, well, I'm their friend, so my job is to just support them and not challenge them on things. Yeah, I think a good thing is not having like yes friends. Uh-huh. I think it's very good to have friends that will tell you when you're wearing a terrible outfit or um, when you're being an idiot. Yeah, are they your friends from sort of home and growing up or are your friends more people from the music industry? I don't really have many friends from the music industry. A lot of my friends are friends from home, mm-hmm. friends that have come into my life in different circumstances. Mm. I do have a few friends uh, in the industry, but it wasn't really ever something I felt. It's a very fleeting industry. Mm-hmm. P- people are very busy, and, and I and I didn't I didn't always find the relationships I would form very real yeah, in that aven- in that area mm-hmm. um some some were but um yeah I I've got a lot of close friends from growing up yeah and yeah and they're like family. did it ever cause friction that your life was going in this you know particularly successful glamorous music business world and then perhaps some of your friends weren't having similar experiences did that ever cause conflict between you yeah it did actually I think I actually felt bad which sounds Mm. strange yeah I can imagine I can understand that there there was a I think like right at the beginning when when the first album came out I remember because I left home I left uh Southampton and moved to London and even just doing that a lot of my friends were like oh she's going off to London and she thinks she's going to be a big star or whatever and I just definitely I didn't think I was going to be a big star I thought I'd be busking but um and you know I still don't think that I'm a big star or anything like that but in a way it pushed me a bit harder because I remember people sort of going oh you know who do you think you are you're not gonna nothing's gonna happen of that Mm. so it pushed me a bit in to prove a few people wrong maybe people that like from school and things like that Mm. but um in the end no it it hasn't caused a problem luckily I think we've all ended up in a very good place in our lives yeah a lot of them actually followed me up to London which is lovely oh that's um, nice yeah yeah that that is good (laughs) we're just going to jump to a quick advert break and we will be right back with foxes and we're back with Foxes, who is sharing her brilliant life advice with us. And we're on to the fourth piece of advice, which is see the red flags. <laughs> oh, what, dear. Uh, what are the red <laughs> flags that you have seen? Oh, I've seen many. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point, I think I was almost going through a parade of red flags. And <laughs> I was just seeing them all and just running through this festival of red flags. And Yeah, well, great that you're seeing them, right? That's, that's yes, the idea. now. Um, okay. I probably didn't before. I probably let them slide. Mm-hmm. It, it might not just be in the other people. Sometimes you're also a part of the red flags. Do you, does right. that make sense? Like you might even be doing it. Yeah. Um, so what I are some of the kind of behaviours that we're talking about or things that we're 
meaning when we talk about these red flags? Well, things that aren't serving you, mm-hmm. um, things that don't make you feel secure in yourself, mm-hmm. that question your intuition, I think. Mm. I, um, I've been in situations where I've lost people have maybe been manipulative and I've lost, um, I've lost my, my intuition through thinking that they're right and I'm wrong. And that, that's a big red flag. Mm. I think that's something that people can tend to do that you need to be aware of, um, you know, right. man- manipulation and things like that. You know, and, I, and I guess I wouldn't just put it down to relationships, but relationships... I mean, I did. I think when I sent it through, I put it in a. I put it in capitals <laughs> in the email. <laughs> so um, I think I think I was. Uh, I think I was talking to myself a bit there. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> and do you think it's just living life and having more experience that makes you better at seeing red flags, or do you think that there's anything you can do to kind of make it easier to? not fall into the same traps that you maybe have been it's definitely learning and Mm. growing and and having experiences you know really you can only have experiences to then be able to see the mistakes that you've made and Mm. but then also I think you can definitely protect yourself I think you can write lists about what is good for you what serves Mm -hmm. you and what doesn't and then there's also something that I like to do. I like to pretend there's this bubble around me mm-hmm. and it's like my safety bubble. And I don't let like anything in into that. You know, if something yeah. comes in that feels, that makes me feel afraid or nervous or unsure, you know, I'll just protect myself with this, um, this bubble. <laughs> nice. I love that. I'm imagining you in a kind of hamster ball. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's exactly through it. Life. Yeah. Um, what, what's your fifth piece of advice? Yeah, my fifth piece of, of advice is uh, intention is everything. Yeah, for me, this is really from waking up to going to sleep and the goals and the intentions you put into everything you do. Mm-hmm. So it's about anything you do, what do you want to come from it? Mm-hmm. How do you want it to make you feel? How are you affecting others? What are you intending to do with whatever you're doing? Mm. I do things like make gratitude lists and try and... Yeah, I only recently started doing that. It really helps. I really really find it uh, helpful. Yeah, in just being present and kind of appreciating things rather than just moving through life in a way where like stuff's happening and you're not really engaging in it is is that part of it yeah I think even when you're having a really bad day it's really nice to just name to list three things that have happened in the day that you're grateful for because yeah. there's always going to be something from the biggest thing to the smallest thing mm. it helps me think positively rather than negatively so yeah I yeah. love that and just giving yourself that time and almost like meditative space to just reflect on those sort of things which kind of brings us on to your sixth piece of advice which is about breathing and uh, <laughs> um, have you done any particular like breathing practices or yeah uh, I have uh, I remember when I was first introduced to 
how important breathing is. I was at a festival, this wellness festival, and I was there and I was thinking, oh, this is just, what are they all doing? This is really silly. All these people were getting into this ice bath and they were all breathing and like doing these breathing exercises that were like very extreme, breathing out very fast, breathing in. And I thought, what's going on here? This is weird. At the time, just forgot about it. And then I think a year later, a friend of mine was saying, I mean, obviously we're singing, breathing is extremely important. And Mm -hmm. I, I was with a vocal coach and she was like, have you ever tried the Wim Hof method? I was like, no, what, what's that? She said, oh, well, it's really good for anxiety. It's really good for depression, really good for calming you. Mm. And uh, there's lots of different things. But Wim Hof is a really interesting person. And He's uh, the ice guy, right? He yeah. goes and spends hours in ice baths and things like that. Yeah, which is what I saw at that festival. And I thought, wow, why is everyone just getting in a bath? Yeah. This is really odd. But no, he is. He's the ice guy. But that's that's the whole method. I actually haven't done the ice thing. But what I have done is um, you can go on YouTube and just do his breathing exercises. And it's not even that long. It's like 10 minutes. And whenever I do it, which I try to do it as much as I can, mm. I always feel calmer afterwards. And there's always a sense of like, stillness which I haven't I haven't actually gotten from anything else even meditating yeah because you realize how throughout the day you just don't really breathe properly like now we're even talking about breathing I'm just super conscious of my own breathing and (laughs) the fact that I haven't taken a deep breath probably yeah I've just done one now but um I can't you know you just breathe in this kind of very shallow, like almost panicky way, don't you? And to just yeah. allow yourself to like feel the breath enter your lungs. And yeah, oh, I feel more I relaxed already. Yeah, I'm doing that now. <laughs> which um, brings us neatly onto your last piece of advice, which is actually some bad advice or some good bad advice. Um, and I'm intrigued by this one because it is don't go free falling on your day off. And I feel like there might be a story behind this. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's such a story. Uh, this, this, was, this was one of the silliest things I have ever done. So I was on tour in America with Coldplay. Obviously, one of the most amazing experiences ever, and I couldn't believe it. And uh, so excited. Um, and we, we, I think we were in, I don't know, we were in Vancouver or something. And whenever I think back to it, I just think, I can't believe this happened. But um, my bandmates were very adventurous and they'd always have things planned. And we had a day off and they were like, right. So there's this like this park and it's got like this free falling and you can you climb really really high up it was like climbing a building or something so they were like and we're gonna do it it's gonna be great knowing this was our third day into a three-month tour and it was our day off yeah Yeah. and uh I I don't know why I let my bandmates convince me to do this but I did I put the helmet on I had all the gear on and it was this really high like wooden building thing you had to climb and then you basically get to the top and you just jump off what you onto what fall- though a bouncy castle no 
Oh yes. my god, this is not sounding <laughs> good. I mean, red talk okay. about red flags. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I it took me a while. I was like gearing up, and everyone was like, "Go on, you can do it. This is great." You know, uh, just let go. Um, so I get to the top, and I'm there for about ten minutes, and I was like, "I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I'm not doing this." And I should have listened to my intuition then, but I didn't. And um, <laughs> also, I think the bouncy castle wasn't even. It wasn't was it was like deflated slightly as well. So this is just insane. Oh my gosh! So, I, and obviously I went first because uh, that's how that's. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to injure myself so that everyone else knew not to do it. Um, so I jump and jump down, and my friend got pictures of it. So I'm mid air. Wow. I get down and I just crack, and my neck just goes. I basically my helmet smashed onto my nose so oh, my no yes so my nose was like bleeding and then my neck cricked and I was just sort of like in shock <laughs> and I I think everyone was just like in shock as well yeah and I remember afterwards kind of just brushing it off wasn't anything I you know when you get a crick neck and you can't move your face from left to right you're yeah. basically just straight forward so um, long story short, I then had to do the Coldplay tour. A chiropractor had to strap my back up each night. And oh, my gosh. I should have had a neck brace, but I had to keep my head completely straight. So I'd go on stage and my head was, I don't know how you could picture it, almost frozen to the front. And I'd have yeah. to move, move my whole body oh, no. <laughs> from side to side to get round the stage. Wow, um, what a lesson in <laughs> trusting your instinct, yes. 100%. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Well, listen, it's been so great chatting to you and hearing all of your advice. And I definitely will be doing the Wim Hof Method and won't be uh, jumping off things onto <laughs> half-inflated bouncy castles anytime soon. So Good. thank you so much. And you've got your album coming out, I believe, on the 11th of February. Yeah. And it's yeah, called The Kick. And can you tell us anything else about it? Yeah, uh, well, it's it's my third album. Um, I'm so excited, uh, about to go on tour. It's the proudest album actually that I've that I've done so far. I feel like I took some time away and mm. I I wrote it most of it in lockdown and um, yeah, it's it's got lots of moments of you know freedom, dancing. You can cry to it, dance to it. <laughs> Amazing! Oh, it's I can't all wait there. to listen. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic! Oh, well, good luck with it, and it's been such a pleasure to talk to you, Lou. Thank you. You too. Yeah, lovely to talk to you. Bye, Thanks, Bye, bye. Thanks for listening to this week's Grazia Life Advice podcast. And thanks, of course, to Foxes for sharing all of that with us. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe. And if you know someone who you think needs to hear Foxes' advice, make sure you share the episode with them. See you next week. <laughs>